you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. NFL Explained is a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. Welcome to NFL Explained, a production of the NFL in partnership with iHeartRadio. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Upwork is the world's work marketplace. Empower your business and hire the world's most in-demand developers, designers, project managers, and more at www.upwork.com. We're playing the name game, sort of. Welcome to NFL Explained. It's the podcast that answers your questions about the game that we all absolutely love. Every single week, we're going to be diving into a topic that needs some explaining. Our first episode, we actually rolled into some NFC names. This week, we're all about the AFC. I'm Mike Yam. She's Aditi Kinkabala. Hi. Aditi, what's good? Well, the AFC, obviously, <laughs> right? That is actually a good way of describing our episode this week. Aditi, you and I are going to be diving into some topics that will last for a while. So if you miss the NFC show, it's all good. It's available right now and till the end of time. Because basically, you may be playing a game of bar trivia. You may just be trying to impress your family around the Thanksgiving dinner table with the minutiae that you know. People may say at some point, hey, you know, I always wondered, how did the Steelers get their name? Because the Steelers are actually the oldest team in the American Football Conference. They were founded in 1933, which is the same year as the Eagles, which we talked about in our first episode. And we also talked about the fact that many, many, many football teams derived their names from baseball teams. So the Steelers were initially named after the city's baseball team. They were the Pittsburgh Pirates. But we already went through this, Mike. I said, I don't like when two teams 
from the same city playing different sports have the same name, like the New York Giants. Very confusing. And we did learn on episode number one with the NFC, this actually happened a whole lot. I think we're just in a different era of sports and fandom that I don't think fans nowadays would be okay with it. Like, once again, you're going like 1920s and 30s and 40s. Right. And I'll tell you this. One thing that is very unique about the city of Pittsburgh is that all three professional franchises, the Pittsburgh Pirates, which play baseball, the Pittsburgh Penguins, which play hockey, and the Pittsburgh Steelers, who play football, of course, share the same colors. So this is the black and yellow city. Actually, it's black and gold. I say black and yellow because of that Wiz Khalifa song, but it really is officially black and gold. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black and yellow. Right? Yeah, no, I'm... It shouldn't it be black and yellow? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's I, I'm too. corrected every time I say that. But anyway, moving on. The Pittsburgh Pirates were indeed the Pittsburgh Pirates, but they had to be called something because otherwise you didn't know. Were you talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates baseball team or were you talking about the Pittsburgh Pirates football team? They were called the Rooney Men after team owner Art Rooney. And then in 1940, they became the Pittsburgh Steelers. And that is because, of course, Pittsburgh is the Steel City. But there's another little known fact. The Steelers had a brief name change in 1943. And that is because during World War II, the Steelers and the Eagles had to send many of their players off to fight. They combined and they became the Steagles. One of my all-time favorite stories is Jane Goodell, who, of course, is married to Commissioner Roger Goodell or is the better half of Commissioner Roger Goodell. And he will be one of our episodes in the future and what he does. There's a tease right there for you. In any case, Jane Goodell made a fabulous film a few years ago called A Lifetime of Sundays. And she sat down with the four matriarchs of football. That, of course, is Norma Hunt, Martha Ford, Virginia McCaskey, and now the late Pat Rooney, who we here in Pittsburgh lost earlier this year. Well, Pat Rooney was sitting down and she was talking about the era of the Steagles and the Eagles had just come off winning that amazing Super Bowl behind Nick Foles. And Pat Rooney says on stage that, you know, she felt as if it was almost like the Steelers won again when the Eagles won because of that Steagles history. And Virginia McCaskey looks at her and says, Pat, you have enough trophies. <laughs> and beautiful Mrs. Rooney looks back at Virginia and says, there's always room for one more, which tells you everything you need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers. Get that comp the competitive juices going. You know, like that's that age old question. Is your TV too big? No, <laughs> your TV can never be too big, especially on Sundays. So I'm with you. Always That, that the might be a case. guy question. I'm sorry, Mike. I've, I've never asked myself that question ever. Okay, I have. And the answer is, how about this one? Do you make too much money? No, no, like you can yeah. always make more money. That's more maybe a universal theme. I thought the TV thing was, you're now pointing that out. It's not necessarily a universal thing. The money thing might be. Part of that may be because we are both on television. And now that, you know, you have these 4K, 8K, ultra high def TVs, I don't need my face to be any bigger in anybody's living room than it already is. Look, I say this all the time. I am such a great looking dude in the dark. Uh, that just unfortunately <laughs> moving, does Moving not on, happen. moving on, moving on. We were talking about rivalries <laughs> earlier. You know, before you embarrass yourself, Mike, I'm here to help you out. We're talking about rivalries. And I did make a mistake. I said, this tells you all you need to know about the Pittsburgh Steelers and how competitive they are. No, you also need to know that the Pittsburgh Steelers fans absolutely, completely, totally despise the fans of which franchise? 
that would be the Cleveland Browns. Ding, 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 ding. I was waiting for you, my friend, but I guess living out in the Northwest, you don't really know how beautiful rivalries in the AFC North are. Here's Royals on the punt, gets the kick away, driving Metcalf all the way back to the 25, ahead to the 30, outside to the 35, to the 40, to the 45, to the 50, in the Steelers' territory, at the 40, to the 30, to the 20, to the 10, touchdown Brown! Unbelievable! You'll never see a better return than that! Eric Metcalf has brought this stadium to its feet! It's Pandemonium Palace! <laughs> the whole team is in the end zone. So the Cleveland Browns joined the NFL after a 1950 merger with the All-America Football Conference. And two other teams joined the league at this time. That was the Baltimore Colts and the San Francisco 49ers. Now, the Browns, besides being hated and despised by any and all fans of the Pittsburgh Steelers, have one other distinction, and that is that they are named after a person. The Browns are named after Paul Brown, who was the first general manager and head coach. So you think it's a team named after a color, but it's actually not. Uh, Was unaware. Certainly think it's really cool to have that much say and push to be able to say, no, I got a team and it's named after me. So I will take that and I like it. Of course you like it. Yeah. I mean, because, well, I just, can you imagine a team, the Yammers? It's a pretty good team name, I think. I don't know who would sign up to play on my roster and be a part of my organization, but there's room on the train. Remember when we talked about the Packers, you could start a little league team called the Yammers and you could sponsor your little league team and you could put Yammers on the front of jerseys. I like where your head's at now. I just need to figure out how to go and get that done. Um, You know, one of the really cool things about the NFL is you see franchise movement, you see teams and organizations pop up, and sometimes you see some similarities in terms of some team names and checking in with number three on our list is the Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, of course, they moved to Indy from Baltimore in 1984. There were actually two different Baltimore Colts franchises. So here's a little bit of a history lesson. Stick with me here. All right. So you got the Miami Seahawks of the All-America Football Conference, which, Didi, you mentioned a little bit earlier. They relocated to Baltimore in 1947. The Baltimore Colts, where that name came from, well, what else? A fan contest. And that's been a kind of a a major theme throughout the course of this episode. But the name was meant to showcase Baltimore's area, just the the knack that they have for horse breeding. Now, that Colts team joined the NFL in 1950, but only lasted a season before financial issues forced them to disband. But in 1953, Baltimore, well, they get another NFL franchise. And that's the Colts team of today. And this is actually pretty cool here. The players were given the opportunity to name this team, and they chose to pay homage to the previous Colts team by sticking with that name. So here we go. We got three teams, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Colts, the only current AFC teams that existed before the American Football League came about in 1960. And with that, Aditi, eight brand new teams were born. And one of them was the Tennessee Titans. Of course, before they were the Titans, they were actually the Houston Oilers. And quite successful. They won the first two AFL championships and four division titles before the NFL merger in 1970. But it was in 1997 that they moved out of Houston to Tennessee. Now, they kept the Oilers name for two years. They played their first season in Memphis. So they were, you know, the Oilers out of Memphis. And then they went to the Vanderbilt campus in Nashville and they were the Oilers out of the Vandy campus. 
And then they held a naming contest and they got all sorts of submissions, things like the tornadoes and the copperheads and the South Stars, which sounds like a romance novel, and the Wranglers. But they settled on the Tennessee Titans. And Mike, since I know you love alliteration, I feel like that's a good one. Uh, Definitely a strong one. But like I was saying, the Titans are not actually an original name. No, they are not because Jets fans are like screaming, yo, that's us, that's us. And you're right. It's really just kind of the old school old heads that remember the New York Titans, which then ended up becoming the Jets, because we'll stick with this AFL theme here. The Jets were actually a charter member of the AFL. The Jets, originally known as the Titans from 1960 to 1963, but then changed their name to the Jets. This goes back to our NFC episode, the Giants named after the skyscrapers in New York City. The Jets became the Jets because they were playing at Shea Stadium. Flashback to my childhood as a Mets fan and all the games that I used to attend there. The proximity to LaGuardia Airport. If you've ever been to the old Shea Stadium, the planes would just sort of hover and fly over the stadium during their games. Mike, that was totally a game that we played as kids when we went to Shea Stadium. It was calling out what airline it was that was flying above Shea Stadium. Were you a Mets fan? No. Oh. That's part of why I was looking at the planes. That's a low blow. I do miss Shea. Everyone used to say it's just like not a great place, but I enjoyed it. You know, and City Field was gorgeous, but I remember the first time that I went to City Field, I was like, okay, it's pretty, and Shea Stadium was a dump, but you know what? It was our dump. Yeah. Yeah. And it had character. I actually love City Field, and I think it's better than the new Yankee Stadium. There, I said it. Yankee Stadium, a little sterile for me. I know the tweets at Mike underscore Yam. I'm sure I'll get some negative ones my way. And yes, it is partly because I am a Mets fan. But the Jets as a football team, there were some other names that were considered. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all but i think i would have shocked a lot of people i think kobe and everybody in their prime kobe would win a one-on-one contest yeah I, yeah because you gotta think Love he's it. gonna guard he don't care about guarding he's gonna guard he's gonna exactly. guard like you see him in the olympics he's gonna guard and then on I'm top of it like that, see that? ladies and gentlemen please welcome sam cassell to point game i remember you came out from crying tears <laughs> crying tears. i mean he was in a culture shock and then he's, he's going to withdraw us about winning remember what i told you i said i said oh you think i can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Fact, the Dodgers were one of them. The Gothams, the Burrows. 
you're like the boroughs. If you're from New York, you get it, the boroughs of New York City. Um, but at the end of the day, I am all about the Jets and the team name because of the Shea Stadium connection, which to me, Aditi, just felt really fitting. And I think that's one of the other cool things about some of the history of the names that we continue to unveil on this podcast, what they mean to the specific regions at times, just kind of a cool connection that they're able to establish. But we're going to keep on going in the Northeast. We're going to give you the history behind some team names in the AFC as we continue to roll on this podcast. We'll corral a herd of Buffalo and we'll get to a proposed team name that was so bad, the NFL had to step in. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places so you can do more. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes, that's faster than your morning coffee run. Lights, camera, coffee. And while you're at it, go on and download a whole series in minutes or a new song in seconds. A one, a two, a one, two. Oh, it's done? Stock up on all that entertainment and sure, you can download work files faster too if you have to. So you can quickly get back to all these great movies, shows, and songs you've just gotten your hands on. Verizon 5G Ultra Wideband is now in more and more places. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G Ultra Wideband available in select areas. Most reliable based on rankings from the RootMetrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds. Downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Build the team that will build your business. With Upwork, you can find top developers, designers, project managers, and more who can start today so your business can succeed tomorrow. Hire at home or in 180 countries around the world to find the right talent for whatever your business needs. Upwork, the world's work marketplace. Learn more at www.upwork.com. Just inside the three, and here comes Kelly. What a finish. <laughs> and this crowd goes wild. Kelly in the shotgun. Last play of the game. Back to throw, and he's going to run, and he dies for the touchdown. The game is over. The Bills have won it in one of the most dramatic finishes in Buffalo Bills football history. Jim Kelly ran for the touchdown. What an unbelievable finish. The Bills have won it on the final play of the game. It is the NFL Explained podcast. Mike Ammon and DD Kinkabala with you. We are going through team names and the history behind those names. We're sticking with the AFC. If you're an NFC fan, believe me, you still got an opportunity to hear our first episode still available for listen because they're always available because they're podcasts. But Aditi, the Buffalo Bills, I think it's kind of obvious, isn't it? Like we're just in that area of the country. So back in the day, they were just buffaloes all over the place, right? Uh, not quite about the Buffaloes. But Mike, I know that I told you the Browns were the only team named after a person, Paul Brown. But the Buffalo Bills were kind of sort of named after a person too. See, William Frederick Cody was an American soldier and a bison hunter and a performer. And his nickname was the Buffalo Bills. So when Buffalo had an All-America football conference team, they named it the Buffalo Bills. I actually just thought there'd be a little bit more behind it. I don't know, like a, a fan deal. I'm just imagining a herd of wild buffalo 
stampeding through and kind of hanging yeah. out and having I, I, some I'm fun. struggling. I'm generally a creative person, but I, I'm not seeing it. Creativity is actually part of how the Patriots got their name, which is sort of odd here. So originally they were the Boston Patriots in 1971. That Patriots name came, yeah, you guessed it, another team naming contest. Pat Patriot, which is the team's logo of a Minuteman sort of snapping a football, was actually designed by a Boston Globe reporter, Phil Bissell. He's the one that sort of sketched that deal. You know, it's interesting to me, when I was growing up as a kid, we would have NFL pencils. So you get your favorite team and the logos and the whole deal. And I remember seeing uh, Pat Patriot all over these pencils that a couple of the kids in my class would have. So it always just sort of resonates with me. But the Patriots actually referred to the colonists of the 13 colonies who rebelled, obviously, against the British during the American Revolution. So knowing this, I sort of feel like there's some wartime ties that we can come up with. But I looked this up, Aditi, and I thought it was pretty cool. When the NFL and the AFL merger back in 1970 went down, the Patriots were placed in the AFC East. In 71, they moved to Foxborough. When they went and made the move, they wanted to change the name. They announced they were going to change their name to the Boston Patriots, to the Bay State Patriots after the state of Massachusetts. How about this? Like, how bad does your team name have to be where the NFL goes, no, 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 that's not happening? Because that's what happened in this instance. The NFL actually rejected it and they settled on just naming the team after the region. So that's how we get the New England Patriots. The Bay State. How many people do you think in America right now could identify the Bay State? I mean, I get thrown off when I hear like, you know, I hear Bay State. The first thing I think of is the Bay Area. But yeah, the Bay right. State. For, no, I'm with you 100%. The New England thing. I mean, I may, I'd almost think of the Chesapeake Bay before I thought of the Bay in Massachusetts. Yeah. But I guess that tells you how little I know about state nicknames. Hey, it could have been worse. They could have been named after some sort of like tea situation <laughs> and going with like the tea party kind of thing. I mentioned the the AFL. And I think what's sort of interesting about the merger, the Chargers kind of get thrown into the mix here because they were actually a charter member of the AFL. They started playing in Los Angeles in 1960. That lasted a whopping one campaign before they decided on San Diego. But they became part of the NFL with that 1970 merger. Team owner, Baron Hilton, he liked Charge, you know, that bugle cry. Right. So the team was actually named the Chargers. They stayed in San Diego till 2017, obviously moved back to Los Angeles. But random, as a guy who actually covered the Pac-12 for almost 10 years, for me, it's kind of cool. You got Dan Fouts resurrecting the franchise back in the 70s, sort of a duck guy. And now it's Justin Herbert coming on like gangbusters. It feels like he could potentially do the same type of thing. So some West Coast connections there as we focus in on this Chargers team. I do still struggle. The Charger part is not hard for me. The San Diego LA part is hard for me. Yeah. I have been known to say San Diego Chargers when I should have said Los Angeles Chargers. Enough time has passed. I feel like I should. Yeah, but it's like the attachment, right? Like it, as much as team names come to fruition as we're discussing them on this podcast, like their city is also part of that identity. Like, can you imagine if the Steelers were not in Pittsburgh, right? Like it wouldn't feel necessarily right. They like, wouldn't be the Steelers. Yeah, you right. have this vibe around it. So I'm with you. I can understand why you still associate city and team name. 
Which is why when the Browns moved to Baltimore, they did change their name. But we'll get to that in just a little bit. Before then, as we are talking about how teams are affiliated with their cities and have a connection, it's the perfect segue, my friend, to the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, originally, the Kansas City Chiefs were in Dallas. And they weren't the Chiefs. They were the Texans. But then in 1963, the Dallas Texans moved to Kansas City. And you certainly weren't going to call a team from Kansas City the Texans, were you? I mean, that seems a little ridiculous. So the team's owner, who was Lamar Hunt, considered other names. And, you know, being in Kansas City, he thought maybe the Royals. Only there's already a baseball team called the Kansas City Royals. He thought about the stars. He thought about the mules, the Kansas City mules. (laughs) But he settled on the Chiefs. For one main reason, and that's because there was a very large Native American population in the area. But it's also because the mayor of Kansas City at the time, who was very instrumental in luring that team from Dallas to Kansas City. One guess, Mike, what was his nickname? The Chief. Ding, 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 ding. Good job, Mike. Yeah. Are you the type of person that's good with names in general? Like people's names? I try to be. But now... We need to know so many names that I feel context matters. It does. I just hear the chief and I automatically start thinking about if you don't know someone's name and you say, oh, thanks, chief. Like it kind of has that vibe to it, doesn't it? Have you ever called someone chief not knowing their name? No, but remember, I live in Pittsburgh and the original owner of the Steelers, Art Rooney, was the chief. So when I hear someone say the chief, I inevitably think of Art Rooney. I've never called anybody chief. I've called people bud. Like, hey, bud. Hey, buddy. Yeah. But now I sound like John Dorsey, who called everybody buddy boy. Yeah. Bud. Bud. Yeah. I've used buddy before. I call my son buddy. I also call him mister sometimes. That means he's Moving right along. Vegas. Do you have something about Mr. Davis? Uh, Yeah. Actually, kind of cool and random. The Oakland Raiders. They were almost named the Senors. I mean, that to me is... Really weird because it it alludes a little bit to the original Spanish settlers that were in California. And yeah, once again, another naming contest. It was submission that was in the Oakland Tribune. Locally, people actually thought, Aditi, that the results were fixed and people just weren't a huge fan of it. So they were teasing the name. The Raiders eventually decided to be the Raiders and chose that name over the Lakers that would have been a weird vibe to think about the basketball team and then think about the football team. But wait, wait, the L.A. Lakers are named the Lakers because they started in Minneapolis where there are so many lakes. Why would an Oakland football team be called the Lakers? What are the lakes? Yeah, I don't know. Well, you got the got the bay. That's not really a lake, but that's not a lake. Yeah, I don't. I okay. Anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I mean, it's a good thing they didn't choose it because it really makes absolutely zero sense. The Oakland Lakers. Where there are no lakes. That would not have been good. But the team actually did play in L.A., 82 to 94, back to Oakland in 95. Then obviously in 2020, moved to Vegas. And I know every time I watch NFL Network and Maurice Jones-Drew is talking about the stadium, he tells everyone to go find the brick outside of the stadium with his name on it. So that will be one of my new adventures the next time I am in Vegas. But I do know that we're all about team names. But when I was doing some research, I actually found something kind of cool about their history. I was thinking, well, why Oakland? Like, to me, that's kind of random. Well, it turns out, Aditi, that the Chargers owner, that's Baron Hilton, was so upset that his team was on an island on the West Coast in the AFL, he actually threatened to forfeit his franchise unless they put another team out on the West Coast. So there you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, 
your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he ain't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It wasn't actually even a stadium in Oakland ready for football. The AFL was just like, yo, Oakland, that's all you guys. They became the eighth AFL team. Even more wild to me. Cal, UC Berkeley, they refused to let the Raiders play at Memorial Stadium. At one point, the team was actually playing in San Francisco at Candlestick Park. Now, I've been to a ton of Cal football games over the last few years in Berkeley. It is just wild to me that we could have been talking about the Raiders at some point in the history of their team playing at Memorial Stadium. Well, Mike, I love that you just used the word wild because the Denver Broncos... We're thinking all about Denver's Wild West heritage when they picked their name. They also had a team naming contest and the winning entry in 1960 when they had their brand new Denver AFL franchise was the Broncos. And that, of course, is because of the idea that a Bronco is an untamed horse and a wild horse. And this was the idea of what sort of football team it should be is, you know, wild and untamed. And they were known actually as the wild Broncos and not just the Broncos locally originally. To me, that doesn't really capture that whole region. Like I, I, you know, we have the Miami Heat in basketball. Like, I feel like Denver could have been like the Blizzards or something along those lines. Wild Broncos just doesn't have that same ring to it. But again, that goes back to weather. And I thought we established that teams named after weather events feels a little bit weird. So you said that. I didn't agree with it. That's why I said if we went down that path, I would have been okay with it. I don't think there's any more weather events for the rest of this podcast, but there are plenty of teams in the AFC still remaining on our list. Coming up, Aditi. 
the team Megan the Stallion would have actually been a huge fan of if things actually played out a certain way. If that's not a tease that I need to pay off, I don't know in the history of this podcast <laughs> what tease needs like... to be paid off more than that. This podcast is sponsored by Kindrel. Kindrel designs, builds, manages, and modernizes the mission-critical technology systems that the world depends on every day. Working side-by-side -side with their customers, they imagine things differently. By forging new strategic partnerships, they unlock new possibilities, creating a world powered by healthy digital systems alive with opportunity, oxygen to innovation, and energy to change the world. Kindrel, the heart of progress. You want the confidence of knowing that the people, places, and things that matter to you are protected. At Kida, they're bringing you that confidence in smarter ways than ever before. Introducing the Kida Smoke and Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features. The alarm connects with the Kida app to bring real-time information on potential issues and alarm status right to your fingertips. It alerts you to both smoke and carbon monoxide using a single alarm and includes features like 10-year battery backup for peace of mind, whole home alarm activation, so when any alarm goes off, all alarms will sound and send a mobile notification, and the convenience of voice control capabilities. The Kida Smoking Carbon Monoxide Alarm with smart features is just the latest innovation from a trusted fire safety leader for more than 100 years. Explore Kida today and take control of a safer home. Visit kidda.com slash safer home today to learn more. That's K-I-D-D-E dot com slash safer home today. The Dolphins have won Super Bowl seven, have completed the greatest season in NFL history. And that is going to be the end of the ball game. The white handkerchiefs come out as they are mobbed by a ton of people in center field. Welcome back to the NFL Explained podcast. Mike Ammon and Didi Kinkabwala with you. We continue to go through some names in the AFC. If you missed our NFC conversation and the history behind those team names, all you have to do is check out our feed or you can download, subscribe to this podcast, and we'll have you covered on every single question regarding the NFL that needs a further explanation. The Miami Dolphins, Didi, next up on our list, 1966. That is well before I was ever born, which also happens to be the same year as the first Super Bowl. Packers, they beat the Chiefs 35-10. to 10. That's when the Miami Dolphins actually became a thing. The name was popular in a naming contest among fans since Dolphins, and I did not know this, but they are the smartest and the fastest creatures of the sea. Jason Momoa, he's got to be thinking like Aquaman. Like, are you kidding me? Like, I'm fast too. The Aquaman, would, no, would that have been a decent name? I kind of feel like that would have been sort of relatively cool. Uh, we told you a little bit earlier, but just to revisit this and to bring it full circle, Miami once did have a team before the Miami Dolphins, and that was in the All-American Football Conference. That team was named the Seahawks in 1946, and then I went through that history. They became the first edition of the Baltimore Colts because, yes, there was a second edition of that team, Aditi. Uh, you know, growing up, I feel like there were so many Dolphins fans simply because they loved those colors and that logo. There was something about that teal and orange that appealed to little kids in elementary school. Yeah, and Dan Marino just is cool. You think Tua is going to be like Dan Marino? 
Is he going to have just as much of a cult following? You know, our NFL research team does a tremendous job and sent some stats on some comparisons between Tua and Marino in the rookie seasons. Oddly, very similar numbers. I think I even saw that graphic on NFL Now. Cross promotion, baby. I was on a plane with Dan Marino recently, and it was quite interesting. There was a police officer who was there to make sure that nobody bothered him while we were waiting at the gate to get on the plane. And let me tell you, this is such a like classic Pittsburgh story. Once Dan Marino got on the plane, there were all these other passengers who went to go talk to the police officer. Like it was a contact high. Wow, you were close to Dan Marino, so let me talk to you. Anyway, I digress. Speaking, by the way, that also means Aditi, what she left out in the story is that it was a private jet. That's how Aditi (laughs) gets around. So it just happened to be at the gate with the common Not even in my dreams. But speaking of larger than life figures, let's go back to a gentleman we talked about earlier, Paul Brown. Paul Brown, of course, is the reason that the Cleveland Browns are named the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns are the only team that are named after a person who is Paul Brown. But even though the Cleveland Browns named themselves after Paul Brown, they had a very acrimonious split. Art Modell came in as an owner of the Browns. He and Paul Brown had some friction over control. The players of the Cleveland Browns started feeling like maybe Paul Brown was no longer meant to be their coach. And Paul Brown left town. He left town and Cincinnati decided to launch a new franchise. Paul Brown became an investor in the franchise in Cincinnati. He became the general manager and the coach, and he got power over what he should name his team. And there were, again, fans that wanted input. The most popular suggestion at the time was the Buckeyes. Of course, you know, they are the Ohio State Buckeyes. Yes. But Paul Brown in honor of a football team that had played in Cincinnati in the late 1930s, said, no, 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 we are going to be the Cincinnati Bengals. And that name, unfortunately, conjures up things that I don't think Paul Brown or his son Mike Brown, who is still in Cincinnati, really would like at the moment. But it may be a new day in Cincinnati with Joe Burrow back healthy and, you know, doing all sorts of interesting things. Oh, there's some weapons for Joe Burrow. Maybe not as much protection up front, Panay Sewell, although Detroit fans probably smiling ear to ear uh, with regard to that selection. But we'll just move on to the team names. I don't want to be second guessing organizations here. Uh, The Jacksonville (laughs) Jags came into existence same year as the Panthers, part of that 95 expansion. But the name was actually the result. Oh, my God. I'm almost getting like weirded out about the amount of naming contests that have taken place to name so many of these franchises. But I love it. Look, you talked about this earlier, Mike. The fans say. Yes. Fans are the ones that are going to be buying the team gear, buying the jerseys. They should have a say in what name they want across the front of their shirt. And they have. And we have gone through this theme a lot as we've named some of these teams. I just think sometimes it almost becomes less creative of a process if it's just sort of a contest. But Nonetheless, this is where we net out with a lot of these teams. But the original logo had to be changed because of the resemblance that they had to the Jaguar car company. By the way, I would love an F-type. I would love an F-type. They say to speak things that you want into existence. So I'm going to do that a couple more times during this podcast. We've now established that Mike loves TVs. He loves fast cars. And He's, you know, not playing against type at all. No, I just, I'm like simple-minded like that. Like cool gadgets, cars, wine, and some sports. Like, and I am a very 
happy human being. The Ford Motor Company, by the way, at one time, talk about history lessons here, was the parent company of Jaguar. And they actually were the ones who were like, no, 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 dude, like that logo is too close to our logo. What is awesome about this story, and I hope many facets of our society learn from this, no lawsuit was brought to trial. Both of these two parties, they negotiated an agreement. Jaguar actually became the official car of the Jaguars football team. Team actually redesigned their uniforms. Everyone lives happily ever after. And we didn't get the crazy lawsuit. Like to me, like that's just a huge win. It is just a huge win. And now all of a sudden there's pressure on this team to sort of get out of a little bit of a funk because they're one of just four franchises never to be in a Super Bowl. Trevor, yo, pressure's on, buddy. Honestly, I feel like the pressure is on producer Kurt right now because my takeaway from that entire story is the whole idea of an official car. I mean, why can't the NFL Explained podcast have an official car? Kurt, can you get on that maybe? F-type. I want an F-type. I will have an F-type. Speaking into existence. Mike, you mentioned wine. Somebody else who really enjoys his wine is Raven's current owner, Steve Bishotti. But the Ravens actually came into existence under the previous owner, and that is Art Modell. Remember Art Modell from my story about Paul Brown and the Bengals? Art Modell, Paul Brown didn't get along so well. Well, the city of Cleveland decided it doesn't really love Art Modell either because one night in the middle of the night, he decided to spirit his team away from Cleveland and take it to Baltimore. Now, it was decided that that club in Baltimore would be considered a new franchise and therefore needed a new name. Art Modell thought, hey, maybe I can buy the Colts name back. But the Colts, who you spoke about earlier, had moved on to Indianapolis and Indianapolis didn't want to let go of its name, the Colts. So Art Modell turned to what, Mike? Literature. And by the way, this is one of the coolest naming stories that we have. I actually love this connection. It was actually a naming contest and the submission that won was indeed from literature. And that is The Raven. And The Raven was inspired by, of course, Edgar Allan Poe's The Raven. It beat out the Baltimore Americans. It beat out the Marauders. You think about who the Baltimore Ravens have been since their inception. I mean, you go back to the days of Coach Brian Billick and Jonathan Ogden and Ray Lewis to who they are now under John Harbaugh. And again, can't think of a more fitting name, a more fitting logo, a more fitting mascot. They are absolutely the Ravens. Yeah. And I love that literature aspect, although outside of the Raven, I don't know if I could recite or name another Edgar Allan Poe work. The point is, I know that one and it works really well for that football team. The Houston Texans All right, a little bit more of a history lesson for a younger audience that might not be super familiar. Texans approved in 2002. The Houston Oilers moved to Nashville, became the Titans, as Aditi told us a little bit earlier here. But the Texans were actually added to the league to make up the same 32-team league that we actually have and love today. The team's owner, Bob McNair, actually chose that name over the Apollos. And here's the payoff of my Megan Me Stallion tease. The Stallions was one of those names that they actually considered. Now, I don't know how savage, welcome to the play and the pun, uh, that would have been for this team. But the point is, the Houston Texans sort of net out with, I think, a fitting name for their organization. The Apollos would have been cool. The Stallions would have been really cool. But they become the sixth pro team to ever use 
that name, which to me is also kind of a cool little nugget there. You know what would be interesting, and we should have done this actually, is what was the success rate of the previous five Texans teams? I mean, was that a good name? Is that a lucky name? Is the Texans a lucky name? I don't know the answer to that. I hope that this Texans team finds some luck in the very near future because they haven't had, it seems like, a ton of that. Aditi, the name game officially now in the books. We have gone through the NFC. We have gone through the AFC. We're just scratching the surface here on NFL Explain. You are on Twitter. I am on Twitter at Mike underscore Yam. You feel free to DM me. You can at me. If you are passionate, when you just you just lost a trivia contest, Aditi will, of course, have the answer for you, and she will get back to you right away. To me, Aditi, sometimes I'm a little slow on the response time. At a Kinkabwala, I love engaging with my Twitter fans. You, my friends, you are here for answers to your questions. Send them to us, and we'll do our best to tackle them. Make sure you rate, follow, review, so you never miss an episode of NFL Explained. And so you always have the answer when it is trivia time. That's the most important. Bye, everyone. America's most reliable network is going ultra with Verizon 5G ultra wideband in more and more places. With up to 10 times faster speeds, you can download a movie in mere minutes. What? Yes. Verizon is going ultra, so you can too. 5G ultra wideband available in select areas, most reliable based on rankings from the Root Metrics U.S. Root Score Report dated first half 2021. Excluding C-band and not specific to 5G networks, your results may vary. Not an endorsement. Speed comparison to median Verizon 4G LTE speeds downloads vary based on network conditions and 5G content optimization. Brought to you by Upwork, where you can build the team that will build your business. Learn more at Upwork.com. You go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.